Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. I hope that you're having a great day. We are studying month 10, and this is a conversation about sorrow. Last time we talked, we talked about from... John chapter 16, we were talking about verses 8 through 11 and how that the Holy Spirit convicts on three different levels, three different planks or platforms. He convicts of sin, he convicts of righteousness, and he convicts of judgment. We had a pretty in-depth talk about all three of those last time. But then today, I wanted us to look over at Acts chapter 3. This is question 6 on page 113, if you have the book. But I wanted us to look at Acts chapter 3 and the first few verses of Acts chapter 4 and talk about the way that the Holy Spirit was convicting in those three specific ways in the passage we were assigned. So if we begin in Acts chapter 3, verse 1... Remember, this is the very next thing that we're given after what happened on the day of Pentecost with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of the church with the baptism of the 3,000. And in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went up to the temple to pray. And you remember that's where they met the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. And he was begging alms of them. And you remember that healing. And then after they healed the lame man, they got into lots of trouble because all the people were, um, of course, in a stir seeing this man who hadn't walked, um, going jumping and leaping and praising God. And then Peter had this chance to talk to the Jews and say, why are you marveling at this? Why are you looking so earnestly on us? This is verse 12, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk. So then he gets this amazing chance to talk to them about the actual power that did make this man walk and who Jesus was and the fact that he had been crucified by those of their own only a few days earlier outside the city of Jerusalem. And so he is going to begin to use the Holy Spirit's power to convict them of sin of righteousness, and of judgment to come. So let's notice the specific passages where that occurred. We first look at chapter 3, verse 14. And in that passage, he says, You, he's talking to the Jews, denied the Holy One and the Holy and the Righteous One, and you desired a murderer to be granted unto you. So he says, You here delivered him up, and you denied him. He's convicting them of their sin. Verse, the very next verse, verse 15 says, You killed him, and you killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Notice in both of these verses, he contrasts their sin with the righteousness of Christ. In verse 14, he says the righteous one. And in verse 15, he says the prince of life. So he's convicting them of sin, And teaching them at the same time that their sin is the direct opposite of the one who was the victim of their sin. And then in verse 19, after continuing to give them evidence that they had done this, in verse 19, Repent ye therefore, 
and be converted or turn again that your sins could be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So he's presented their sin unto them, presented this convicting power of the Holy Spirit about their sin. And then in verse 19, he says, turn to righteousness. And then, so he's convicting them how they, teaching them how they can be righteous. And then in that, in verse 21, he says, whom the heaven must receive, talking about Jesus, the heaven has received him until the times of the restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. The time of restitution, there's going to be a comeuppance. There's going to be a judgment. So in verse 21, it's the conviction of judgment. And then in verse 22, For Moses truly said to the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up to you of your brethren like to me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say to you. He's asking them to hear, to hear Jesus. He's begging them for that righteous move to listen and heed the one that they had crucified. So that's righteousness in verse 22. There's sin again in verse 23. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. So there's sin if they don't hear. And in the same verse, there's destruction or judgment upon those who do not heed. So we have both sin and judgment in verse 23. And then we go on to, after verse 23... Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow after, as many have spoken, have foretold of these days. And then he goes on in verse 26. And unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from iniquities. So turning away from iniquities in verse 26. And then the next chapter begins... So that's convicting of sin in verse 26, turning away from iniquities. That's convicting of sin and turning to righteousness, both at the same time. So sin and righteousness in verse 26. And then we have the grief that they taught came on them. Um, Being grieved, verse 2 of chapter 4, that they taught the people and preach through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So that's sin. They were upset that the apostles here were preaching Jesus. So we have sin again in verse 2 of chapter 4. And then in verse 3, we have them jailing, putting the apostles in jail. They laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now eventide. We could go on and point out more and more of these apostles preaching righteousness and judgment and of sin persisting and of them trying to convict of sin. So what we have is conviction of sin, chapter 3, verse 14. Conviction of sin, chapter 3, verse 15. Conviction of righteousness, chapter 3, verse 19. Conviction of judgment, chapter 3, verse 21. Conviction of righteousness, chapter 3, verse 22. Conviction of sin, chapter 3, verse 23. Conviction of destruction, which is judgment, 
chapter 3, verse 23. Conviction of righteousness in the last verse of chapter 3 and of sin. Both of those in the last verse of chapter 3. Conviction of sin in verses 2 and 3 of chapter 4. So we have this Jesus only a few pages before in the way your Bible has been chronologically ordered. We have Jesus saying the Holy Spirit, the Comforter is going to come and he's going to convict of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And then we turn over to Acts chapter 2. We could have done it in Acts chapter 2 as well. But if we look at Acts chapter 3 and the beginning of Acts chapter 4, we see the Holy Spirit doing exactly what Jesus said he would do and comforting the apostles by giving them these messages to deliver about sin and righteousness and judgment. Imagine the apostles trying to do this in the, with the same confusion that they had, the same trauma that they were feeling back in John 16. Well, they couldn't have. But, but the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, came to give them boldness, to give them the ability to convict with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see them doing that right from the beginning of the book of Acts. I hope this is helpful to you, and I hope you're having a great study on comfort. Month 10, the hour has come. Have a great day.